Welcome to The Speculum, a podcast that opens up dialogue around women's intimate health. We discuss topics ranging from puberty to postmenopause. We want women to feel comfortable and confident as they navigate life's changes. My name's Elise Maxwell, and I'm your host. Today, I'm also joined by a wonderful woman who also happens to be my cousin named Sarah Flam. Sarah is a mother of four living in Paris and practicing the Mormon religion. Today, we are talking about the intersection of religion and intimate health. We share so much as women. A UTI is a UTI regardless of whether you are a Democrat or Republican. Mormons, Catholics, Jews, Muslims, Buddhists, atheists, we all get periods. The Speculum strives to destigmatize women's intimate health topics through healthy, honest, and factual conversation, and to do so in a way that does not polarize women or politicize their bodies. In short, we're working to destigmatize, not politicize. We welcome women and friends of women from all backgrounds, beliefs, education, and ages to join us in this mission to break the silence and tackle taboos around women's intimate health. This episode of The Speculum is part of a series where we will be talking to women from a variety of religious backgrounds about how they've navigated their religious beliefs and their intimate health. Today's interview is with my cousin, Sarah Flam. Sarah has lived in Paris for the last three years and recently gave birth to her fourth child while living abroad. She's a practicing Mormon and has had a variety of experiences that have shaped her intimate health views, and I'm excited to explore those with her today. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sarah. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Very excited to be here. (laughs) So, Sarah, how do you define intimate health? When I first think about intimate health, I it had a sexual connotation to me. That's what I first thought of, like intimate, something that we don't talk about. But then when I thought more about it, I thought it's just everything to do with the with the female anatomy, the female, the reproductive system and like periods and getting to know more about just how my body as a woman works. Sarah, you've had quite a few different experiences in your life. You went on a Mormon mission. You have four kids, one of which you actually gave birth to while living in Paris. In addition to that, you grew up with eight brothers. So many different things. What has most impacted your view of intimate health? So when I think about, well, I think about early memories just of women's intimate health in sixth grade health. I was sitting there and they divide that, that class that you have. And, um, the boys went in to a different class and the girl, the girls went into another class and we had the conversation about getting your period. And our teacher who, um, I just remember her being very open and saying, you can ask me any questions. And so we could ask anything about the female reproductive, um, system and then also about sex. And so, that's where I first had my real exposure because in my family, I grew up with eight brothers and we really didn't talk about it a lot and it wasn't something, but I was lucky and fortunate. I have my sister-in-law, Shelly, she was very open and I learned um, 
just more how to take care of myself. Like I really, you know, I knew that a period came once a month and things like that. And it was talking with friends. I was very lucky to have friends who weren't completely embarrassed to talk about all of that and, and help me along my way because I had a lot of questions and I was, I was the shy one in class when it came to that. I have a hard time imagining you being shy. Anything else, but like that kind of stuff, it kind of just, we didn't talk about it in my house. Unfortunately, I mean, well, like, I'm not going to talk about it with my brothers, obviously, but like my mom, it just wasn't something we ever talked about. And, and it wasn't, I remember it was high school, I mean, college. And, um, I remember actually having one conversation and it was probably the best conversation I ever had with my mom. And, and this is also like with Mormon faith, with the Mormon faith, but she, she told me just about sexual intimacy with a man. She was like, cause a lot of the time I never got a really good impression about that. And then, um, but she had said that it's a sacred and a beautiful experience between a man and a woman, you know, at the right time of your life. When we talk about sexual intimacy for a woman, there's the emotional connection that is very important. And even though my mom and I didn't have like discussions about female intimacy and she and my dad were good examples of emotional intimacy. Like I could tell that they had a close relationship and that they truly loved each other. That exposure to that aspect of female intimacy was important to me seeing that my dad didn't view my mom as an object. He genuinely loved her and so that expression of intimacy, I don't really want to talk about, you know, my parents, but it was, that was a good example for me to find somebody who loved me and would have that emotional connection with me without words, their example shaped me having the knowledge like that I have now, I'm trying to, with my, my daughter, I, I want to have open communication lines. I don't want it to be an awkward awkward topic with her or her to feel like, I don't want to talk to my mom about this. This is so weird. You know, I want her. So I'm going about it a different way than necessarily my parents, my parents did. And, um, another experience I remember in college, I took a a couple of family relationship classes and one teacher, he had recommended this book. It's called the act of marriage, the beauty of sexual love. By Tim LaHaye. And this book, because I will be upfront, and I was a virgin when I was married, and my husband was a virgin as well. But this book was very, very helpful. I remember we both, because we were so debutantes, we were beginners, you know, I mean, we didn't know what we were doing. And so this was a very good, because this book, it talked about things that nobody would want to talk to us personally about if that makes sense it's like and and then I remember being in college and this is um because in the Mormon faith we we talk about our body in the sense that it, it is something um like one of the the terms is your body is a temple and it's important it's health you know I mean healthy you should take care of your body health wise and also you know sexual wise in the sense of you should save yourself for somebody and things like that way. But uh, I remember in college 
and I had one bishop in college and he just was a very, very good bishop because a lot of women of faith, not just Mormons, just in general, I believe they get drilled in their head. No, 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 no sex, no sex, no sex. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. And then, and then all of a sudden you get married and then it's like, oh, it's okay. You can just have sex. And a lot of women, I mean, I'm sure there's some men, but it's like, they almost feel bad having sex, if that makes sense. Yeah. They almost feel like, because it's something, and I know it's, it's on a personal basis. Not everybody has experienced that. And this bishop was so good at saying, you know, I mean, he's like, it is a beautiful thing. It is something so wonderful that you get to experience between, you know, somebody with somebody you love. It's not just for having babies, you know, it's, it's for your personal pleasure. And I just remember like thinking, you know, yeah, that's so true. You know, cause I just, I didn't have that, you know, I mean, growing up and you, you learn different sins and things like that. And you kind of, um, yeah, you kind of just lock onto that. And I remember him just, he's like a healthy relationship that is part of a healthy relationship and then in that book, The Act of um, Marriage, um, it talks about that, that it's such a healthy part of your relationship. And if you have open communication and you're free to speak with somebody and like your husband and you can have that communication with him, you can have a great sex life, you know, and th for the woman as well as the man. And so it was just that was really good. And I remember and that has shaped, you know, my idea of you know, female intimate health in that regard. That would be really hard to be told that it's bad. No, 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 no. And then all of a sudden have to make that internal s change. <laughs> I'm just because somebody said, I do, you know, and then, <laughs> okay, flip the switch. It's okay. <laughs> Was it hard um, going through college up until you were married waiting? What was that like for you? Um. Well, for me, see, I had made the decision beforehand. I had already said to myself, you know, I would get to a certain point and I would just stop. So I had made the decision before. And so because I had made that decision and like had strongly like promised myself, it was still hard. Like, I mean, once I knew I was going to marry Daniel, that was really hard because it's like you would get to a certain point and then be like, we're going to get married, you know? And so, and that holding back, it's, you have to distract yourself and you have to have a partner who's on the same page with you. Cause I did date certain people. Um, and, and it's natural. Like they would, we would set, we'd be like, okay, we'll go this far. You know, we'll yeah. go to whatever, whatever we deem first or second base. We'll go to second base. No, no further than that. And then, and then you'd have some people who would push it, you know, and so you'd have to just kind of, you'd have to step back and take a deep breath and calm yourself down. <laughs> yeah. like Simmer down. <laughs> yeah. Like have some type of like, you know, like the Pavlov dog type thing where it's like a switch in your head that you, you ding a bell and it, it turns you off. I don't know. Like, are there other ways that the Mormon faith has shaped your view of women's intimate health? My experience, every experience is different. And so um, whenever we 
we would have the chastity talk. That was one of the things. And like I said, like you save yourself for marriage and that, but never really expressing, um, like what womanhood is like, I mean, we talked about womanhood and the God and connection to God and things like that. But as far as knowing my, my intimate health and, and things like that, it was kind of like a taboo topic. The only way that I would say the Mormon faith, here you go. The Mormon faith has shaped my view on intimate health in that it has stressed the importance of having an emotional connection with an individual, with that person before you take it to that next level of sexual intimacy. As far as like the, um, the reproductive or any of that type of thing, the Mormon religion really doesn't go into any, yeah. it doesn't ever say know your body and know how it works. It says your body should be healthy. Before we transition and start to talk to Sarah about her life in France, we're going to take a quick break. But when we return, we will ask Sarah about what it's like to give birth in France and what it's like to have pelvic floor physical therapy. So stay with us. The Speculum is produced by Ova Woman, an online community that supports the intimate health needs of women. Have you ever wanted to try a menstrual cup? Well, you're not alone. Many women use the menstrual cup because it provides greater comfort and confidence during your period. Ova Woman has a period kit on sale that includes a menstrual cup, a reusable pad, and much more. Use the offer code SPECULUM in lowercase to get 10% off your period kit today. Check out Ova Woman at ovawoman.com. Welcome back to our conversation with Sarah Flam. Sarah has lived in France for the last three years and recently gave birth to her fourth child while living in France. Sarah, how has living in France impacted your view of intimate health? Well, I, the women here, they call the Americans puritan. You're, you're a very puritan person. And I was like, what is that? So it's prudes. Americans in general are <laughs> prudes compared to, because, I mean, I do have a friend here and she is more American, so to say, than French. But I do have some friends. They, they are French. I mean, they are French, 100%. And they're more free and more open about their body. And it's not, they're not ashamed of it. And I, I really appreciate that here. I, um, because I do feel in the United States that we are a little more prudish. So I have been opened up in that essence that we need to know and understand the way our body works. It's very important. So my friend, she, she's a doctor and she's very, very comfortable with her body and her best friend, one of her really good friends did the reeducation. So the with the pelvic floor exercises and and did those exercises for her. And that is completely normal. It's like, so I, they just have a more, I feel open, open regard to the female intimate health. And it's important um, because here, like I've said, when I went through my pregnancy with, with Brayden, 
And after the pregnancy, after six weeks, they do what's called the re-education of your perineum. It's for the health aspect of it. And, but it's also to increase sexual pleasure for a woman. And I like that they actually, um, they appreciate that aspect of it, if that makes sense. Like that is that, I mean, you hear, you hear men pleasure. I mean, but like, it's good that they're concerned about women pleasure as well as the men. So the re-education of the perineum, do you want me to tell you what it is? Yeah, I love to hear about the program. So this is my experience with it. And it's, I so wish they had it in the United States because the, in the United States, they have, um, they focus more on, I think the surgery aspect of it, the Cause like I have friends who have had the mesh surgery after having children and things cause their pelvic floor just, it's not healthy. It just sags and it's like pretty much falling out, which is, yeah. it's very sad, but they, all of them, they're like, well, I, I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know how to take care of it. And the French are very, I think forward in that, in that aspect of healthcare, because what it is, I went to my first consultation and she looks at you. She looks at your posture. She checks things out. She does does a manual exam down there and she just because she can tell um so I'll just go into she takes her fingers and she like she feels in there and she can tell the muscles if they're tight it like how much exercise so to say you need down there so then after that you do you get it's called like a sonode and they are able to they insert it and it's electrical and they can monitor how tight you're actually squeezing that like your kegel exercises so you're doing that but here and i've been doing kegel exercises but i've been doing them wrong they tell you know to clench when you like you have to go to the bathroom and then you clench and so i've been doing that but then there's a lot of different aspects of your muscles in the vagina and I am now more aware of all of my muscles down there. I feel healthier when I'm exercising. I don't feel like it drooping, like I can run. So I have totally felt a difference in my vaginal health. So she does that with this node. She puts it in and then it, it measures um, how tight you are squeezing. And then she has you do breathing exercises and holding it's like holding a long kegel and then she can increase the resistance on it and you do I did 10 or 11 sessions and then by the end you're standing up and you have to jump and keep that that so note in and and you can by the end because of all of the different exercises that they're doing with you and you're supposed to do it after every pregnancy that you have and the rate of incontinence here is a lot lower than in the U.S. and the rate of having to have that surgery done and that surgery messes from what I've read it it can help women of course but there's there's a lot of risk in it and then what happens is if you have that surgery then you're sexual pleasure is it just does not do it does not do a woman it's not the best healthy alternative for a woman where I believe strongly and I was trying to get the woman it's like you should move to the United States your whole clinic should move to the United States you would have so many clients and and things like that because I told my friends back home about it they all were like we would sign up for that in a heartbeat and so that is something I would love to see be in the United States, that type of program, because it's not only for the physical health aspect of a woman, but it's also for the, the sexual aspect of it, too. And I think that that is something that is a good thing. 
And that experience has shaped, like I'm more aware of my intimates, you know, after that experience and how my muscles work down there. And it has just made, made my overall health better and then my sexual health better as well. It has helped me to be more assertive since I've been here, like, and to take more and act to play a more active role in my own intimate health and to learn more about it and, you know, not to be well embarrassed about it. Kind of along these lines, has breastfeeding been different in France as well? So the French in general, they, they don't really do breastfeeding because that is something that I don't necessarily agree with. Like, I believe for me personally, women need to find what works. For them because there's so many women out there being judgmental this is the way you have to do it you should do it this way and I think if because as a woman and this is part of intimate health is your hormones during pregnancy after pregnancy and people just expect you just to you know you should bounce back right after you have a baby or every woman is so different yeah the hormones and the feelings that you're going through and that emotional health like that's important. That's an important aspect of female intimate health is discussing life after a baby and breastfeeding here. The breasts are very sexual here after three months, like even the doctors, like if you're still, you're still nursing at six months and they're like, well, yeah. I mean, cause like I nurse my babies until I'm a year. I mean, until I'm a year, they're a year. <laughs> In my experience, I have, I've not found very many mothers who nurse past three months like I said it's more of a you know a sexual thing um so Sarah you have a daughter yes what do you want your daughter to know about her intimate health I really I want her to know how she works as a woman I want it to be celebrated I really want her womanhood to be celebrated the fact that it is a beautiful thing for her to be able to have the power within her to create life it would be a disservice to her if I made it a taboo topic, if that makes sense. If I didn't let her know that, you know, the door is open and it's, and I need to be honestly as a mother and I'm learning this still. And I, like I said, I'm 34. I need to be comfortable talking with it. I can't get the giggles or, you know, cause sometimes it's it, like, it's not, not always an easy topic to discuss. Even being able to talk to you has, it's, led me one step closer to being more comfortable because it, it she needs to know the more she knows the more powerful she'll be I really 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 am grateful for you sharing your experience with me it's yeah. uh, a lot to like I haven't talked to you for several years so it's a lot to talk to anyone about this let alone someone that you haven't really talked to in a long time so I really am grateful no, I appreciate you thinking about me and this is, and it's honestly led me to more um, questioning what really is like intimate health and having even discussions with my friends, you know, Mormon friends and non-Mormon friends. It's something that needs to be discussed more. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and I look forward to maybe continuing this conversation offline. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining this week's episode. Please tweet your questions to at Ova Woman. 
We'd love to hear from you about how you've navigated your intimate health needs and religious beliefs. To access past and future episodes, visit thespeculumpodcast.com. This podcast is produced by Ova Woman, a woman's intimate health company that is tackling taboos and providing women products that actually provide comfort and confidence. Check them out at ovawoman.com. Our next episode will be available on Thursday, February 18th. Please subscribe and rate our podcast in iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much. 